If starting a YouTube channel has always been on the radar for your travel business, but you're not entirely sure whether you have the personality to actually pull it off, be consistent enough to do the right thing by the algorithm, or perhaps you're thinking maybe you might struggle with posting content that's really engaging and is worthwhile for people to actually sit and watch it. Then today's guest is going to inspire you in more ways than just one. So let's go over and meet him. Hey, I'm Steph, and I'm obsessed with all things travel, marketing, branding, and helping you stand out from the crowd. In just under two years, I went from being a home-based travel agent with zero clue how to make it work in the digital world to launching an international ranking travel podcast and creating an online course to help travel agents in lead generation. Here's one thing I know for sure. There has never in the history of the world been a better time to create the travel business you've always wanted. All you need is an actionable strategy and someone to show you the way. Picture this, we're going to spend the next hour of our time together at the Swim Up Pool Bar, where over a cocktail, we deep dive into travel-related topics, mixed with a little classroom training. This show is dedicated to encouraging you to step outside of your comfort zone and into your travel business. I'll show you how I did it and how you can too. Hit subscribe now and let's get into it. If you're a travel agent wanting to stand out in the digital world, but you struggle with consistency, tech isn't your jam and you have no idea where to start, join my free masterclass where I talk about exactly this. Head to stephaniemyers.academy forward slash masterclass. You're listening to Unplug in Paradise, the podcast. Hello and welcome back to Unplug in Paradise. I'm your podcast host, Stephanie, and it's been such a beautiful day here on the southern end of the Gold Coast. Oh my gosh, those spring vibes have definitely kicked in and is by far my favourite, favourite time of year, probably because it is my birthday month, it being September, but it's the first inkling of that summer's on its way. Things are starting to warm up, so I am currently here loving it all. Today's guest is one who literally began his travel agency two months prior to the pandemic hitting. And like most of us, he had to think quick in order to keep his business and his passion afloat. But instead of taking time to pause and letting time slip by like most people in the travel industry did, This incredible human being continued to plan, create and post videos to YouTube using the very little content pieces that he had at the time. And yes, that's right. For those who know him, know that I'm talking about the online sensation Adrian Tassoni, the face behind YouTube's very own cruise news updates and travel review channel, The Cruise and Travel Guy. Adrian is like most of us travel agents and small business owners pivoting during the pandemic and decided that he was going to start his own YouTube channel. So the Cruise and Travel Guy was born, which started out as a way for him to help people learn about cruising 
before Biggie, he began to really find his mojo by doing cruise updates from all the major cruise lines and what it was that they were going through at the time during the cruise pause. Fast forward to now, though, Adrian has worked tirelessly advocating for the travel and cruise industry as a whole. And to ensure he never skips a beat on weekly content, he has been back on board multiple times since the lifting of the international cruise ban earlier on in the year, and he has recently crossed the 1 million view mark on YouTube. A spectacular achievement, and this makes my heart absolute sing. And for him, this has made things a little bit more exciting and he's really, really motivated to continue creating video content. So I can't wait to see what Adrian and the Cruise and Travel Guy have in store for us. But I would love it if you could join us. We're going to go behind the scenes right now to see what life looks like as a YouTuber because it's not easy. It's not all that you see on the front end. There is a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. And as a fellow content creator, it is so hard. But there is a lot that goes into creating a top level engaging video, especially when you're doing it weekly. So let's go and see what's involved and how it can help you in your travel business if you're on the fence and unsure whether it will work for you as a marketing strategy. So what are we waiting for? Let's do this. Before we begin today's episode, would you please join me while we recognise the generations of the local Aboriginal people of the Bundjalung Nation who have lived in and derived their physical and spiritual needs from the forests, rivers, lakes and streams of this beautiful valley over thousands of years as the traditional owners and custodians of these lands. In today's episode, I'd like to introduce you to someone who's coming out from behind the camera and onto the mic, fellow travel agent and YouTube sensation, a big warm welcome to you, Adrian, the cruise and travel guy. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you, Steph. How are you? It's so good to be here. Good. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. And I think today or maybe tomorrow marks the exact one year anniversary from when we first ever became Instagram friends. Yeah, I didn't actually realize it's been a year already. I know. How about that? (laughs) Time flies when you're having fun. (laughs) (laughs) It does. So I wanted to talk to you today about a couple of different things, but ultimately we are using this time together to go on an exclusive behind the scenes of what life is like behind the YouTube channel, the Cruise and Travel Guy, and how you came to the inspiration and how you came to even start an online presence by using YouTube as your platform. Before we jump into all of that nitty gritty details, because I'm sure you're kind of like, all right, let's ready for these questions, Steph. (laughs) First of all, I just want to say a huge, massive thank you to you, because as a fellow travel agent and a fellow content creator, I know it's never easy showing up all the time. And I just really want to acknowledge your enormous effort that you've contributed to the cruise industry and also to the travel community as well. Thank you very much. That's actually very kind of you to say. And as a fellow content creator, you know what it can be like to try and make sure that you stay consistent and make these things, uh, make videos or podcasts or whatever it is. So I appreciate that. Thank you very much. 
Yeah, it's so hard to stay inspired, but I mean, you've done it time and time again, even when we're in the middle of a pandemic and you've literally got nothing positive to say. (laughs) How was that for you, showing up week after week, having Uh, bad news to share? It was strange. I had originally not thought about creating news updates. Uh, The channel wasn't really ever meant to be about that, but I think that's what we call a pivot. When the pandemic struck and we knew what was coming, which was cancellation of cruises and the extension of these cancellations, all of a sudden I realized that in order for me to stay active on YouTube, which I had already started, I thought I'm not going to be able to get on any more ships. I'm not going to be able to create blogs. So let's talk about what's happening. And A lot of the times, actually, well, most of the time for at least a year or two, it wasn't very good news, but it it gave me something to talk about. And as I learned from doing it, I think it gave people something to focus on, which was really humbling for me because I didn't really ever expect that anyone would even watch these things, um, let alone begin in some way to kind of rely on them for information. So yeah, a pivot that kind of worked. (laughs) (laughs) It paid off in the long run. (laughs) It did. (laughs) So what I'm thinking is that when you kept showing up time and time again with news reports and things like that, that perhaps things were getting worse at one point, what was your motivation behind showing up every week? Because I know that there's so many people that dusted their hands of it and tapped out during the travel period and now they're kind of Mm. coming back in full force like I'm here I'm here I've just been invisible for the last two and a half years but you were here all the time what was your sense of motivation honestly I think it was mostly about the response that I got to the videos that I was creating Uh, like I said I didn't expect there to be a response but there was and engaging with people and commenters and and kind of building an audience is what gave me the motivation to keep going Mm -hmm. So it was kind of cyclical. It was, I would put a video out, there would be commentary on it um, and I would engage with them and it would just give me that kind of boost to keep doing it. Uh, It wasn't really ever meant to be a weekly thing. I don't even think when I started it, I think it just kind of came to me as an idea and then it all just sort of uh, coalesced. It just came together in a way that I didn't anticipate, but it felt natural when it happened. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love that you trusted your gut and you use that positive energy exchange between you and your audience to keep growing. And it also is a testament to your audience as well to show just how engaged they are and that they're responding really well to you and the content that you're putting out there. So I think it's only upwards and onwards for you, Adrian. I'm super stoked about how the channel's going and where you're heading at the moment. But I do want to just fast forward a little, uh, sorry, fast rewind, actually, not fast forward. We're not going to project too far into the future, but (laughs) I do want to travel a little bit backwards on the plane and just find out where your passion for cruising first started and what was the catalyst behind. Sure. So cruising to me was this unknown thing, but uh, actually it was a family holiday. So I was 11 and my family booked a cruise and it was the P&O Fair Princess. 
So comparatively speaking, a very small ship, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, a very dated ship. But for me as an 11 year old, I still recall boarding. I still, I recall that trip like it happened yesterday. And Mm -hmm. that just kicked something off inside of me that I was obsessed with cruising ever since that trip. And the distinct memory that I have is the day, the first sea day when we were out, And I remember walking out onto the deck and just seeing nothing but blue ocean. And that (laughs) image is still just burned into my mind. And it was the most incredible thing. I had never seen the color of the ocean that way. And it just stayed with me. So I think ever since that time, it's uh, something that I've always been trying to almost recapture. So the cruise sort of bug bit me and uh, I'm still infected. No, that's so super cool. I think a lot of our um, passions and things like that do lie from what we've experienced in childhood for some unknown reason. Like somebody did ask me the other day what it was that I wanted to be when I grew up. And I said, I wanted to be a teacher. And they said, oh, well, didn't that work out for you? And I thought to myself just for a split second, I'm like, I'm a travel agent, not a teacher. And then I thought, oh, no, that's right. I've got students in an online course that I've created. So, yes, (laughs) I suppose I am a teacher, except... um, yeah, when I was a kid, all of the my students, who was my brother and sister, they were both named Kevin for some unknown reason. <laughs> Kevin and the ruler, slapping, got a really good workout. <laughs> Just a little bit of corporal punishment. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> totally natural. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I love that you were a loved-up little cruiser back in the day at the ripe old young age of 11. I think when yeah. you're a child, you just capture everything so vividly and it just yeah, is such a thing that you just carry around forever. But you would have known that ship inside and out and ships have changed so much over the years. But when you first started your channel to what it is now, what have you learnt during that time? Because I'm sure that you've taught yourself a thing or two about content creation, how to deal with audiences, those growth strategies as well, and also just putting together a YouTube, like a video for YouTube. Like, I mean, there's so many moving parts behind the scenes. What, what does that look like for you week to week? Um, so I suppose initially when I first started the channel, I mean, if you look at one of my first videos, I had zero personality. I mean, even now I'm probably struggling a little bit, but it was, I was just this blank character. So one of the things that I learned is to try and just be a little bit more lively (laughs) to try and create a bit of energy around what you're speaking about. And as far as the creation of content, I've watched a lot of YouTube channel, uh, sorry, YouTube videos about cruising in particular and travel. And that kind of gave me a base to work from. And I learned that you need to film things in, in such a way that you can then easily edit them later. It's, it's always easier to capture things correctly the first time rather than trying to fix it later. So that was a lesson that kind of became more apparent as I kept uh, progressing. <laughs> yes, it's better to just put something out there rather than obsess over the perfection. And I'm yes. sure that you can speak to this as well because uh, someone told me that you're an introvert and I don't know <laughs> if I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I really am an introvert. I don't, I, I like being social and I am a social person, but I am definitely introverted. And doing this, creating a YouTube channel has been interesting for me because 
I'm not speaking in my mind to anyone, at least at mm-hmm. the beginning. Now I know that I am and I've, I have people that watch. But at the beginning, I was doing this for me, essentially. And now knowing that there's a group of people out there that watch the videos and that I do engage with, uh, it makes it interesting for me. And having undertaken a couple of cruises over the past few months and meeting people face to face that have watched the channel, it's been uh, humbling, eye-opening, interesting (laughs) just to meet people that know who you are and you don't know who they are. It's been kind of a very fun journey and ride to be on, but it has, it's sort of pushed me a little bit to try and be more open socially. So it's interesting. Mm, Yeah, I was going to say it would be, it would take a lot actually to push yourself out there into a platform that's so visual like YouTube, like it's worldwide. It's, it's a platform that we use on the daily and I mean, it's not an easy feat. So you being an introvert obviously hasn't stopped you with a YouTube channel. And I suppose that your aim and your goal to remain consistent over the course of the pandemic is now uh, looking like that you have to be not more social in a way, but just you are now enjoying the fruits of your labor by actually seeing people and meeting people face to face and actually, you know, enjoying being that little micro celebrity in your niche, because that's what you are. You are that. So, I mean, that is probably just a real, you know, a confirmation to yourself going, Hey, actually I've, I've stepped into this space and this is what people view me as. And I mean, like you're very humble in your approach and the way that you do things because I know that you do it from the heart and you do it to remain of service and your passion for the cruise industry as well. So it doesn't go unnoticed. And I know that there's a lot of people in the industry who do watch you as well as people <laughs> out there Thank in the cruise you. community. Thank you. It's, um, yeah, I suppose my, my aim with everything that I do is just to be informative and helpful. That's been my aim. And I am passionate about the industry. I love cruising. I love ships. I love the whole thing. So for me, if I'm creating a video or any content, I ultimately want it to be informative or helpful. I want someone to read it or watch it and come away with something out of that. So I appreciate that that's that's noticed. Thank you. No, (laughs) totally. Well, you know what? I would love to know more about how you've grown to where the channel is today. So did you want to explain to me what the planning process looks like behind the scenes when you're creating content for the channel? So it can vary depending on what sort of content I'm creating. So my my weekly news updates uh, essentially take me the whole week. I will... I'll troll through news articles and try and find information that I think will be interesting or relevant, mostly to Australians, because obviously there's so much cruise content or news out there in the world, but Australians aren't particularly served in that space. So I try and find things that are interesting to us. And over the course of the week, I will put the script together. So I'll, for a news update, I'll always write up a script, uh, something to read and keep me focused. And then come the end of the week, I'll film and edit and upload all in the day. So it's the bulk of the work happens at the end of the week, but it's kind of a whole week process for me. Wow. But depending on the video. So then when I produce vlogs or ship tours and things, it's it can be a lot more work. The uh, Pacific Encounter ship tour that I filmed a month ago now, whenever it was, 
I was preparing for a good two weeks prior to that uh, cruise. And the two nights that I was on board that ship, I mostly spent filming and editing. So it really wasn't much of a break or a holiday, but I knew what I was there to do. And, and so it was a lot of prep and a lot of work, but it all kind of, the preparation made it easier during that time. And I was able to bring a ship tour to YouTube within basically actually the day that guest service commenced on that ship. There was a wow. ship tour out. So wow. that, was, that was a bit of fun. <laughs> that is phenomenal. And I know that editing, you know, like our definitions of editing is so different. I'm, de- I'm editing audio, which is probably a hell of a lot easier than uh, editing videos. <laughs> but I mean, to have that such a fast turnaround. But who, who are you doing that for? You're doing that for the wider community, aren't you? Yeah, I, I am. I mean, I get excitement. I mean, maybe selfishly, I'm doing it for myself in a way because I'm excited that people mm. are excited. Yeah. So it's kind of like the payoff is watching people be excited mm. and that makes me happy. So I think I'm doing it for myself. <laughs> and watching that yeah. view count skyrocket as well going, yes, there's been, you know, over a thousand people, th- a thousand Aussies that have seen this ship tour and it's just, you know, leaving Sydney Harbour now. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that is so cool. I love fun. that. I love that you've grown your channel and it's been all organic. Can you tell me what exciting news that you have planned next year on board Virgin Voyages? Uh, I have a group cruise planned. So it was something that was a bit of a last minute decision. It's very strange. Um, we, <laughs> we got off one of the um, P&O cruises uh, from ah, the Pacific Encounter Cruise. That's right. We finished that one up and after meeting a few people on board and, and kind of having a chat with people, we had this idea to have a group cruise. So I looked up uh, Virgin Voyages maiden cruise from Australia, which of course is, you know, the big news, this new cruise lines coming down under mm-hmm. uh, and chose a date, um, decided to create a registration form, put it on the website and... Uh, speak to my audience about it basically and just advertise Mm -hmm. it via the YouTube channel and uh, social media and I honest to God thought I would get maybe three registrations and we're up to almost 100 at the moment Wow! Um, and we've got about 23 booked cabins so I was really surprised and um, it's something that's just opened my eyes to I suppose the reach that building an audience can have the potential for that Mm. is is awesome Mm. and that's that's what I really love and that's why we're here Adrian is because it just goes to show that such a testament like the digital world is such a cool place to create but it's also a cool place to uh you know generate those qualified leads as well so your core content channel is the YouTube channel you've got your social marketing happening in the black background but you've also got uh, the side behind this, which is which is your travel agency. So yes. it's very much like part and parcel between. So your your YouTube channel is the funnel for your travel agency. Yes, that is correct. And it kind of was always an idea of mine that that is how it would come together. But when I first started, I didn't I didn't see how that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I sort of couldn't anticipate exactly how that would all come together. But I. I knew that it possibly would. So it was always my idea to create 
uh, the funnel, the sales funnel from the content. Mm. Now it's paying off in dividends and I absolutely love that for you. And <laughs> you've recently just come home from the activation cruise with P&O and did a little bit of a swapsie up the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was fun. <laughs> what happened there? Uh, I, I had been trying to get a cruise on Coral Princess for ages and eventually I, I booked this cruise leaving in August. And it was booked, paid for. And then I got an invitation from P&O to join them on the activation cruise. And of course, it was departing one day before the Coral Princess cruise. So I was uh, not sure what to do for a little while, but of course, I couldn't pass up going on the encounter. So I contacted Princess and submitted a deviation request, which I had no idea was a thing. I didn't know what that term was until then. And so I managed to board the Coral Princess after two nights, uh, after it had already been sailing for two nights. So I ended up joining um, the Coral after the Pacific Encounter activation cruise. So it was a bit of a busy weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you may have caused a little bit of trouble with Princess, hey? Yeah, I don't know if it was with Princess or the ports, but um, I think it seems like maybe it ruffled a few feathers in the ports department, I'm going to say, but I'm not exactly sure. Someone told me something at the port. Uh, one of the port workers. So I'll take it with a grain of salt, but apparently it was something. <laughs> I'm know. visual. I'm visualizing that they're off, you know, with a megaphone yelling around the ship at Adrian Tassoni, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> we are leaving port. You better move your ass. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. <laughs> <Hope> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And I think it's cool to um, ruffle a bit of feathers because it just shows that, you know, you're, you're there to capture their, con you know, to create your content and in turn give them their business as well. So I'm glad that they allowed you on at the port in Newcastle. That would have been awkward if they didn't let you. <laughs> yes, I'm very glad too. <laughs> it worked <laughs> out, thank God. So is there anything cool on the horizon for the Cruise and Travel Guy? Like how are things tracking with YouTube and their analytics and stats behind the scenes? Like what does that all look like? If you were like completely new to YouTube, what does that back-end mm -hmm. stuff um, entail? So the analytics with YouTube are very detailed. You can see uh, all of the information relating to your channel as a whole and then individually into videos. You can also see as far uh, as granular as when people drop off in your videos, uh, when interest picks up. So you can kind of try and identify trends and see what's clicking and what's not. Um, uh, as far as the channel goes, though, I'm about, I think today I should be hitting 1 million views uh, on the channel. So ever since wow. it started, we'll be clocking up to 1 million views. Um, and that's across all the videos. So that's very exciting. I, again, and look, in contrast to other bigger YouTube channels, and there are plenty of them, it's nothing, but it's still a lot. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. Um, so that should be today. Which yeah, is awesome. Well, just to put this into, you know, um, uh, perspective for you, Adrian, you've had a million eyeballs on you. How does that feel? <laughs> Please. Yeah, when you say it that way, the introvert wants to come back out again and hide. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got to force myself. I can't be that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, oh gosh, I've got the one mil under my belt now. <laughs> yes. 
No, that's, that's awesome. It just goes to show that hard work does pay off in the long run. Would you would you advise another travel agent to begin their own YouTube channel and where would they start? Like how would they start? What kind of tech stuff do they need? Yeah, so of course, I think anyone should give it a go if they're so inclined. You obviously need to be tech-minded in the sense that editing a video can be complex. It, it doesn't need to be. It can be as complex as you want it to be, really. The ultimate goal is to create content that is high quality and not. don't get too worried about starting, though. Don't try and aim for perfection on day one get started and give it a go and try it out and you'll see what works and what doesn't. And as you go and as you practice, you'll refine things, which I still am doing and I feel like I will always do. And as far as equipment goes, I began using my iPhone, but the only difference was that I had a gimbal, which you can purchase from uh, DJI is the company that produces this gimbal. It's a folding gimbal. You put your phone in it, it keeps it steady and smooth. Uh, and the iPhone camera is fantastic. So if you just want to get started, get a gimbal and they're maybe $150 or thereabouts. It's not even a big investment. Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment though, I'm using a, it's called the DJI Pocket 2. So it's a very small compact camera, but it films in high quality um, footage. So I just use that and it doesn't need to be some big production. You really can get away with using things that you already have. Mm-hmm. It's just about, getting started if that's what you want to do Mm, yeah totally I often get asked when people say oh how do you start a podcast what microphone and things like that do you use and and you would have heard me before I've I've shared this previously but my first 15 podcasts was was me oh no my first probably easy 20 podcasts were all on my iPhone as well, but it had a sock yeah. over the speaker, so ah, smart, yeah. It would uh, filter out all the pops and tees and things like that. But yeah, and then you can upgrade later on if it's something that you definitely want. But yeah, I really like that you said that you can use the equipment that you already have. Like you don't have to overthink it. Like you've got a video, yeah. you've got uh, audio, you've got it all. And the smartphones like iPhones, and I think some of the Samsungs as well are really high quality as well. Like there's nothing wrong with them if you wanted to get started and there's nothing amateur about it. Like there's so many big YouTubers out there that's that very much only film using their smartphones. So it's not something that should be proud of frowned upon. (laughs) It should be something. I mean, YouTube's a free platform to post to podcasting is a free platform thing that you can do it doesn't cost you any money but just look what it's done for your business and take yours for example Adrian like if you didn't have your YouTube channel where would your business be today honestly I don't even think it would have gotten off the ground because how do you make noise in an industry that is already so well established and I was a newcomer in 2019 so I only joined the travel industry just before the pandemic So for me, I had about two months of trying to build something that I thought was going to one day grow uh, and at the same time building the YouTube channel and then the pandemic struck. Um, So I think if I had taken the pandemic as the indication that I should just stop or not do anything, right now I'm sure that I would be doing something else completely. I don't even think I would be in the travel industry. So I Mm. think without it, I wouldn't be doing this at all. God, I love that. I love that. That's that's the that's the stuff right there. 
That's what passions are made out of. (laughs) No, I love it. Thank you so much. I really am excited to see where the channel goes to. And I really hope that this episode inspires some more travel agents out there who are maybe thinking of adding in YouTube as their core content uh, strategy into their business. It is something that is a little time consuming. And I mean, it doesn't have to be weekly as you say but I mean you've got YouTube's algorithm you've got to make that happy as well in order to grow and to monetize how's the monetization going actually that's another question I had for you (laughs) it's going well Um, going well (laughs) it's yeah it's uh it's growing which is fun it's still at this stage it's nothing that you would say is uh going to make or break anything in terms of your living standards but Mm -hmm. it is it's growing which is which is fun yeah cool and I think that's a bit of a slow burn as well once people start you know discovering you more but I think I think it's all a matter of time and I think now that cruising's coming back and there's so many more exciting things to share people are obviously naturally drawn to positivity and you've got a lot more happy things to share now on your channel yes thank goodness (laughs) I wanted to ask though uh your shirts oh yeah you've got them made can anyone get them or is it something that you guys just wear no, anyone can get them. I've got a couple. Uh, they're available on my website. So thecruiserandtravelguy.com.au and then there's a, a link to the shop. We have a couple of uh, sayings on them and be growing growing that a little bit more as well. So they're available to purchase. <laughs> nice one. Cool. And if for those people who may not have heard from you or maybe want to follow you or check you out on YouTube, where should they go? Yeah, so you can just search for The Cruise and Travel Guy. You'll find my channel and you can subscribe and uh, Instagram and Facebook at The Cruise and Travel Guy. And don't forget to hit the bell notification button so you never, ever miss an episode. (laughs) Hit that bell. (laughs) (laughs) Ding, ding. (laughs) Thank you, Adrian. It's been so great to chat with you and I look forward to chatting again very soon. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks, Steph. Thanks. A big shout out to Adrian. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Absolutely loved hosting you. I do want to invite him back on the show because I don't think his journey in the digital space is over. I actually think it's very much beginning and really looking forward to being a part of his journey and cheering him on from the sidelines. So if you are wanting to download an online version of today's show notes, you can head over to Travel by Stephanie com.au forward slash 51 to learn more about how Adrian grew a YouTube channel to over 1 million views and supercharged his cruise clientele during a pandemic. If you don't already have a content strategy in your travel business and you're probably wondering where the hell do I even start, head over to the link in the show notes that says my social suitcase, which happens to be my one-stop shop to getting your name up in lights in the digital world, where you can start out by creating an epic social media content strategy packed with ready-to-go templates and all that's got all the heavy lifting done for you. So then you can grow your travel business and onboard brand new clients in just seven days. 
If you're enjoying the podcast, I would love to hear from you. Make sure you DM me over on Instagram and tag me in the episodes that you're listening to so I can share for you and say thank you. I absolutely love seeing all of your feedback. So if you do want to subscribe, head on over, make sure you do that. And also, if you are feeling a little bit generous and want to leave me a review, that would be so good. You can do that on Apple Podcasts and I will read it out on the next episode. Until next time, see ya. Bye.